0: You know, A few years ago, um, Polly and I got a call from some friends, live in the Dayton, Ohio area. We live about 40 miles north of there, and they, they asked if we were free, free to go to dinner with them on a few nights later, and we said, sure. And they said, before we go to dinner, we're gonna tour the um, Wright brothers' homes. And we said, we said great, we, we enjoy history, let's, let's learn about these amazing two Americans. And so we go there, and uh, we paid the lady at the door five dollars from the Historical Society, And you go on this tour and you learn all these amazing things about the Wright Brothers. You learn about the bicycle shop and the other things, the the gadgets and gizmos they tinkered with and built. Fascinating tour. Last stop on the tour is Orville Wright's uh, bedroom. And they tell you a few more things about this particular Wright Brother. And then they close the tour out by showing you two pictures. First picture they hold up, that very first flight, 1903, in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, in this thing they called a plane. And you first, first, first thought you'd see that, and you'd think, how did that thing get off the ground? And the truth is, it barely did. It flew like 100 feet, got a few feet off the ground. And you're thinking about that, and you sort of remember that picture from eighth grade, ninth grade, whenever they teach you that in school. And I thought, well, that, that's amazing. They put that picture down, and then they hold up a second picture. 44 years later, 1947, Chuck Yeager breaking the sound barrier in a jet. And I was like, wow, that I didn't know. That's amazing, and 44 years we go from two guys flying 100 feet to another American breaking the sound barrier in a jet. And literally, that was the end of the tour. They put that picture down, and Polly and I start walking out. And as we're walking out that door, it hit me. Wait a minute, wait a minute, why did they stop there? I represent Wapakoneta, Ohio, All County, Ohio, hometown of Neil Armstrong, who 22 years after Chuck Yeager breaks the sound barrier, steps on the moon. Stop and think about it. In 66 years, one lifetime, we went from two guys flying 100 feet to putting a man on the moon. It is a great country. A great country, the greatest country in my judgment, made up of great people. And right now, those people, I think, are starting to doubt and wonder about their government and about where our nation is headed. They see an open border. They see crime in the streets. They know what it costs to put gas in their car. They know what it costs to put food on the table. They see a war in Israel. Our strongest ally, Israel, and what's happening there and the help that Israel needs. And they see a government that's been weaponized against we, the people. The very government that's supposed to serve us has been turned on the taxpayers who pay for it. I think the American people are thirsty for change. I think they are hungry for leadership. And frankly, they know that the White House can't provide it. They know the Senate won't lead. And they are looking for House Republicans to step up and lead and make change on these important issues. We got important work to do. Important work to do. We need to help Israel. We need to get the appropriations process moving so that the key elements of our government are funded and funded in the right way, particularly our military. We need to get back to our committee work. And frankly, we need to continue the oversight work that I think is so darn important. In short, we need to get to work for the American people. We need to do what we said we were gonna do. We need to do what we told them we were gonna do when they elected us and put us in office. And frankly, we can't do that if the house isn't open. And if the we can't, we can't open the house until we get a speaker. My favorite scripture verse is 2 Timothy 4, 7. Paul's the old guy giving advice to the young guy, Timothy. And he says, fight the good fight, finish the course, keep the faith. And I tell folks, I love that verse because of the action in it. Because of the word. Americans aren't timid, folks. They are people of action. And the words in that verse, fight, finish keep, I think, fit the American spirit. Americans expect their government to fight for them. They expect us to finish our work. And they expect us to keep faith with the principles and values that made us the greatest nation ever. Made us the nation that could go from the Wright brothers to Neil Armstrong. That's what we have to keep in mind. And that's the kind of attitude I think we got to have. The quickest way to get all this working is to get a speaker elected. That's what I hope we can do today. I'll take your questions. Good morning. So lay
1: out your path. Are you just going to call roll call vote after roll call vote today and tomorrow
0: and into the weekend and try to wear your hands down? Because it didn't seem like you made any progress yesterday. Well, you all all said that we were gonna lose between the first vote and the second vote. You all said we were gonna lose 10 to 15 votes. We stayed the same. We picked up a few, we lost a few. I think the ones we lost can come back. So uh, look, There's been multiple rounds of votes for speaker before. Um, We all know that. I just know that we need to get a speaker as soon as possible so we can get to work for the American people. Thank
1: you, Congressman, so just to be clear, we plan to grind this out this weekend if you
0: don't get the votes today. And then secondly, President Biden, as we heard last night, is sending a $100 billion foreign aid package here. You're, you're, making the, you're making the case for why we need to get the house open so we can evaluate the package. We can't do that, can't vote on that, can't pass anything in that uh, until we get the house open. So I've got to see the package, but we certainly need to help Israel. Um, but I've got to see the package. But again, we can't do that if the house isn't open. All the more reason why we need to get the house open as soon as possible.
1: Mr. Jordan, Mr. Jordan. What do you say to the people, to the people of Israel, Prime Minister Netanyahu, that you're not able, that you're not able to provide aid to Israel because the house is so locked
0: up? Again, I think you're making my case. I got 200 votes, the speaker-designee from from my colleagues. Um, the sooner we can get this accomplished, the better for the American people, who expect us to work for them and for our friends and allies like the great state of Israel. <laughs> To to We've we had a, a good conversation and we'll continue to do that but uh, as, I, as I point out, the fastest way to get to work for the American people is to elect a speaker so the house can be open and we can get things done. I'll take, I'll take a couple more a couple more. Just that. Just. I think there were all kinds of problems with the 2020 election. I've been clear about that. My my intention in forwarding the email was an argument made by former inspector general for Donald Rumsfeld, accomplished lawyer who laid out an argument from the Federalist Papers. I forwarded it on to them. That, that was all it was.
1: Any votes on the third ballot or if you
0: lose votes on the third pl- ballot. Our plan this weekend is to get a speaker elected to the House of Representatives as soon as possible so we can help the American Mr. people. Mr. Last one. What is your message for the people of Israel about we stand with everyone's time when you clearly don't have the votes to be we, s- we, s- we stand with Israel. I've been there five times. Amazing, amazing people, amazing country, and we, we should do everything we can to help them. The quickest way to do that is to elect a speaker. Thank you all very much.
1: You have been listening to Congressman Jim Jordan, the Ohio Republican, who has made clear he is not giving up, he is not dropping out. He will push forward for a third, and potentially many more, round of votes to become the next Speaker of the House. He is currently 0 for 2, lost 20 votes in the first time, lost 23, I believe, and the second time. There was some sense yesterday, as it seemed like he was bleeding support behind the scenes, even more support behind the scenes, that he would drop out. There was a very... Uh, airing of grievances like Republican closed-door conference meeting full of lots of profanity and pushback. Uh, but Jordan has made clear he's going to stay in. He's made clear he's pushing forward, and I don't get the sense he feels like dropping out anytime soon. So what was the goal there? Because Did he say anything different than he's been saying? We knew he was going to keep pushing. If I could analyze from afar, which is a little difficult, um, he wanted to look like a speaker. In that room, the Rayburn room, um, is critical, but also giving a speech, uh, talking about the Wright brothers. I appreciate him making clear the Wright brothers, Ohio, not North yes. Carolina, we should win that battle. <laughs> um, but trying to make it look bigger and then talking about the need to move forward, especially in the context of the president sending up that aid package. Um, that would be my, my guess. We'll see. I have not heard some text messages saying this isn't going to change anything. We will, of course, see.